Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we want to thank you all for tuning into our podcast, Sports Plebes. I'm Nate Dar, joined as always by my co-host Joe Timler, our producer Matt Arnold, and special guest on this pod, live from my garage, our high school sweetheart, Peter Stoffelbach. Lots to go over today, including Joe's Astros back from the grave, much to this sports plebe chagrin. Sports plebe chagrin. chagrin. <laughs> that was rough. The Lakers win their 17th NBA title, wrapping up a perfect season in the sense that no positive tests occurred in the bubble. Uh, I got to commend Silver, the whole association for that, honestly. Uh, how much closer is LeBron to MJ? Is it possible for him to even ever pass Air Jordan? College football breakdown, the Irish move up into playoff positioning as the Florida Gators are upset by Texas A&M. Week four in the NFL, a major upset in Kansas City. Are the Browns for real? And Russell Wilson continues in the kitchen. Wrapping things up, as always, with our social media story and Joe's Bets of the Week. Matt, Joe, Peter, happy Friday. How are you guys tonight? Nate, I'm great. I'm, I'm so happy to have a guest. This is our first guest since Brian, so kind of a a tough act to follow there for Peter, but I'm sure he's up to the task. Uh, yeah, it was a good week for me. My parents were in town. I think gosh, it's almost been two weeks since our last podcast. So a lot has happened. Uh, but my parents had a good trip here. Their first time here when we lived here, kind of just hung out with me and my brother. It was, it was pretty chill, planted some new grass in my front yard, trying to convert that pesky Bermuda grass to fescue, a much nicer breed of grass. So a lot of really uh, interesting things going on here. Agriculturally, <laughs> socially um so yeah it's, it's been good how have you been uh, i've been good man much of the same for me you know just uh getting back into the groove of things alicia's back to work obviously uh full in swing now so kind of getting used to uh dropping aria off at school i gotta get to do that now you know which is which is fun i didn't you know i didn't cry even when she turned around she's like daddy don't leave me it's like the <laughs> teacher's walking in i'm like i you know i'm I, i'm okay but uh, no, it's uh, it's been good, man. You know, just hanging out in the garage. I told you before, Peter and I just installed this heater in the ceiling. So now we have two heaters going, which is nice. Wow. It makes it livable out here. It is getting freezing cold up in Indiana. I don't know how it is, uh, how it is over there. But yeah, it's not a, uh, it's not going to be fun. It's going to be the winter in Indiana, which is always freezing. So, but other than that, nothing really, man. Just uh. Excited to sp- talk some sports with you, and yeah, that's about it. Peter, is there anything you want to say at this point? Yeah, things are going really well. I'm glad to be on the podcast. It's nice that uh, we could be doing this right after we took we 10x Nate's garage with this new uh, this new heater. So that's great. Generally in life, things are going pretty well. I took a chemistry test on Thursday. I think I did pretty well as a take home test. So yeah, that was good. Um, other than that, things are, are going swimmingly. I would say we're really, uh, really putting our feet into the end of fall here. Things are getting cold. Like they was saying, uh, great leaves. I think we have, a. I think the East coast leaves are overrated. I think ours on the way to Chicago are just as good as any of the, uh, Instagram reels that I've seen lately. So, yeah. Great. Great. A great first effort from you for sure. Only, only up to climb from there, Peter. Um, but no, I, chemistry. You're not, you're not in high school. You're you're an adult here. You're you're studying for med school. I don't want to you know open up the bag too much, but Peter's going to do great things and eventually support all of us, which is my goal. Mayor Pete, that's what we're thinking here in about twenty yeah, what, what, five years. What kind of heater is it? Is it like an, just an electric heater, or a gas heater? What what are we talking? No, it, it's just a little electric heater. But uh, okay. we he he 
screwed it into one of the rafters so it's hanging above the little one that i have that we uh affectionately referred to as wilson since you know i'll be out here alone in my garage with wilson talking to him but yeah we drew eyes and um yeah yeah we we yeah it, it, we yeah so it's 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 good but um I, I it's nice it's, it's nice out here in the cold it makes it a little bit more bearable i think and i don't have to wake the kids up as i'm in the basement right below them as they're trying to sleep which is, is that weird for you still nate that you say kids like you have more than one kid at this point I don't know. I kind of always, I always just kind of assumed I would, I would have kids. Okay. <laughs> you, you always assumed you maybe had more than one kid out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's a fair point. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, do you wanna, do you wanna get into it, Joe? Your, your, your Astros brothers, they're killing me right now. They, they're they just, they're, they're killing it. Really, is they're killing everything. So. They just wrapped up game six. Yeah. Altuve turned a double play. Thank goodness. You know, if it weren't for his three errors, they might have already won this thing. But as it is, they were down three to nothing. Everyone counted them out. Everyone was celebrating, dancing on their grave already. They've won three straight since then to tie it up three to three. Game seven tomorrow. I'm pumped. It's It's been a fun series, too. It's been close games. Correa had a walk-off last night to bring it to 3-2. It's just it, – it feels right that the Astros are winning in this year of 2020, and I think that they can take game seven. I think they will. I think this is the perfect year for the Astros to just win. And I I still haven't quite felt like they have the vitriol going uh, against them yet. And I don't think it really will until they go to the World Series because nobody's quite gotten back into tune with it yet because the NFL still in full swing. Uh, the NBA season obviously just wrapped up. But no, Joe, they're they're a wrestling heel, as I've said before. You know, it's great for baseball, but any casual fan is like, I can't believe this is going on right now. You know, it it felt like they were just going to go down to the Rays, like you said, and, and yeah, everybody was definitely dancing on their grave at that point. So, but they, they, this team's really good, man. They they are, and it. I know that their people are always going to try to take that away from them. Mm-hmm. because they cheated you know but at the same time this is an incredibly talented gritty baseball team and you know you got to give them props for this because they're they're not cheating right now that seems certain right <laughs> you, you um, can't not love them nate but um what about the other side of things the braves kind of not come out of nowhere but everyone just assumed the dodgers would make to the world series the braves are up three to one i think they're they're beating the dodgers right now two to zero so they could close things out tonight to make it to the World Series and clinch. And that that would be exciting to see that young team in there. I think they're kind of like what the Cubs and the Astros were maybe three to four years ago. So that up-and-coming Braves team, I, I think it'd be really fun to see them go up against the Astros in the series. That would be a very, yeah, that would be a really entertaining series. And the Braves are great, man. They're my definitely my second favorite National League team, as weird as that sounds. I was obsessed with uh, Chipper Jones when oh, I was yeah. a kid. I just I loved him. I thought he was so cool. And the Braves were fun. They went to the playoffs every year. They won that one title, what, like 1999? I think I was nine years old. Bobby yeah, they beat Scott, the Indian, yeah. Indians one time. They, their pitching was nasty, too, right? They had Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz. They had that, that three-headed monster. They did, yeah. Those guys were nasty. Yeah, 90s baseball, man. Nice throwback. Um, oh, nothing yeah, was better. So I, I, yeah, I agree with that. It was, a Braves-Astros series is much more entertaining, too, because – like you said, everybody kind of loves the Braves too, and everybody naturally is going to root against the Astros in that series. You total, you know, good guy, bad guy thing in a series that could definitely go to seven games. I think. Um, not that the Rays couldn't take Game Seven, you know, I'm not, but 
the momentum swing was is, is real in the ALCS. I mean, they like you said, they won three straight. It's insane. So um, I don't know. We'll see. We will see. I guess. Uh, your thoughts on the Lakers in six? You said you you know you called it. It happened. I, you know, it was great. Great call. You know, we've had some we've had some nice nice calls on this podcast. Things have worked out like long term, kind of looking ahead stuff. But yeah. Yeah, no, it, it was fun. I'm glad that he were able to win two games, but I never really felt like the series was in doubt after game two. Uh, you know, LeBron had things handled. AD was great defensively for the whole series. His offense was was hit or miss, and that's why he didn't win the MVP. I think, I don't think there's an asterisk by it, but I think, you know, even in, if they were playing in home arenas, this was still a really easy path for the Lakers, right? They had a Blazers team that came back from the dead, but then Dame Lillard got hurt. They had a Rockets team that has historically underachieved in the playoffs. They had a Nuggets team that knocked off the Clippers, but really didn't seem like they belonged in the Western Conference Finals. And then they had a Heat team who was very good, very plucky, but then Drogic, Bam, both had some injury problems. So there's no asterisks by this, but I, I really do think this is probably the easiest title LeBron has had in his career. Yeah, no, I mean, from a purely basketball standpoint, I agree with it. I, I would add in the, the outside factors, mitigating factors of being in the bubble away from your family and everybody else. Um, no fans, the fact that they were the one seed and they didn't get any home court advantage. I think that, you know, that matters because L.A. would have been rocking, you know. And obviously, counterpoint, like all those other cities would have been bonkers, too. So um, and De- the Denver series is, is an interesting one to me. So if that goes seven games in Denver. I just think the Lakers would have been completely gassed at that point because anybody that plays in Denver, it's just such a home field advantage because of the altitude. So, which it would have been three in Denver, four in LA, but I, I digress anyway. I, I agree with you from a basketball standpoint, I guess is what I'm saying that it was the easiest. If, if you would at the beginning of the playoffs told LeBron and Frank Vogel and AD like, Hey guys, this is the four teams you're going to have to play. How do you feel about that? They would have been like, great. Bring it on. Like, are you kidding me? We don't have to play the Clippers. Uh, we don't have to play the the Celtics or the Bucks or the Raptors or anybody in the East. Um, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I understand that sentiment, but I do want to, I mean, I think the bubble was awesome. It was perfect. There was no cases. There was there was never even a positive test that ended up coming back as a false positive ever. Um, wow. They just did a really they just did a really good job with it, man. And it was some great basketball. I know some people, you know, it turned into more pickup basketball. It was it was gritty. There was more defense. I think that got played. Which let's be honest, in the NBA, a lot of times there's no defense. So that it, I loved it, man. Ten out of ten for me. Give me more bubble basketball next year. Let's do it because it doesn't. I don't even know no. if it'll be COVID by twenty twenty one. So yeah, let's, we'll let's more bubble basketball. Let's you know? not do that again, Nate. But if there is still COVID, then I guess the bubble basketball. Yeah, that it, it's been the best of any of the major sports so far um, in terms of dealing with COVID. It it was awesome. I, I honestly think the quality of play wasn't that bad. I think they were missing out on all those travel days, all those you know jumping on a plane every other day. So they did, I think, look sharper at times, um, and that was pretty cool to see. But, yeah, I just – LeBron – I'm never going to be a huge LeBron fan, and I, I don't know. I mean, he's he's more talented than Jordan. He's a better regular season player than Jordan, that's for sure. But just the way – you know, when they're losing his body language, the way he blames teammates when he makes a mistake, the fact that he has AD, who is, I think, 
unarguably better than anybody Jordan ever had on his team. Sorry, Scottie Pippen. But AD is not only defends one player, he defends the whole paint, basically, and shut down that area. He's a, he's a great offensive player, too, for at, at times, at least. And so just for all those reasons, I think you know LeBron as a playoff player, as a, as a champion, is never going to quite reach MJ's terms. But, yeah, you know, regular season game, LeBron's great. He'll get you triple-double. Um, but that's just where I stand on that. I don't think I'm going to change my mind. I'm a, I'm a stubborn old man at this point, but MJ just still scares me. No, that's fair. I mean, MJ's the GOAT, and to me, I, I agree with that. And I we talked about this, I think, before the pod. Like, I was going to always kind of play devil's advocate in this conversation because I do I do like LeBron, man. LeBron's one of those guys that I he's really grown on me throughout his career, and I just I, – I, I think it's incredible. And he does – need two more championships before I think it's a serious argument. He has to get to six. And even then, the fact that MJ went six for six and won six MVPs, six finals MVPs, the six times he was in the finals, that'll never happen again. You know, Um, LeBron, I think, is the most purely talented basketball player the world has ever seen. If you put MJ's brain into LeBron's body, I don't know what that looks like. Mm. Straight titles, you know? Because yeah. I think MJ was clearly just this is the difference. MJ was he was an a hole man, and and LeBron is not. That's kind of what it breaks down to to me. You know, people talk about the killer instinct and everything. Yeah, that matters. But at the end of the, the day, MJ was a bully, and LeBron can be, but I I just don't think he has that mean streak in him. And I think that shows in his personal life too. You know, he's seems like he's got a stable family life. He's clearly a good dad for his kids and everything like that. Not to say that MJ isn't. I'm not trying to take that away from him. But, you know, MJ's had his own personal demons that he's battled, and as we saw in the documentary. So two more titles. If, if LeBron gets two more titles and somehow wins two more finals <laughs> MVP, I mean, I, I think at that point it's definitive. And if he gets one more, I mean, it's it's still an argument. But if wow. he gets two more, I'm, I'm, willing, I'm willing to say that, that he's the GOAT. But that's that's a tall task. I mean, he's thirty five years old right now. He's in his he's in his what like eighteenth season or nineteenth season? Was it seventeenth season? I don't I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. No, at this point, I think he's played more basketball than Jordan ever did, uh, yeah. NBA wise, and especially he's, since Jordan took a year off. Yeah, right. And he's still you know a top three player in the league. Um, so his longevity is impressive. You know, he's so durable. He never seems to miss any playoff games. Uh, and th- so that's impressive, but still, yeah, he doesn't have that killer mindset that, that Jordan did. I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't trust him in the big moment, the close games. But in this series, it didn't really matter. They didn't have a lot of close games. They blew out the Heat because they were just more talented, more complete team uh, with the Heat injuries. So uh, definitely, you know, in a mismatch series, LeBron looks good. In a tight series, you know, you, what happens? The, the the Warrior series a few years back when they came back from 3-1, I think that was his most impressive series uh, in the finals ever. But other than that, I, I don't really trust LeBron in the, in the big close moments as much as I would MJ. No, of course not. I mean, and that was what made MJ MJ was every – what did a Bulls fan tell me one time? Everything I ever wanted Michael Jordan to do and I ever dreamed of doing, <laughs> he just did it. And he did it every time for me. And he never didn't do it in the finals. So, like, that's, you know, that matters. That matters. And as I said, I think LeBron needs two more. And I don't see how he gets two more. He could maybe get one more, especially if they add stuff, if he's willing to take less money as he gets older, supposing he stays on the Lakers and doesn't go 
jump on another team. You know, I, I wouldn't rule that out. Everybody seems to just assume at this point that he's going to finish his career on the Lakers. But if he's going to turn into an Andre Iguodala type, that that level of career, I mean, where Andre Iguodala is, where he's just you right. know going from team to team, kind of trying to find a a title, you know, chasing a title, which, you know, Andre was on the heat this year and contributed to them. So there's no reason to think that you couldn't get more. I just, I don't see how he's going to get to six titles, I guess, just to get back to what I No, said. and not even being the best player on his team, right? I think he's a year or two away from AD uh, definitively being the best player on that team, if, if it wasn't the case in the regular season, at least this year. So I think as he ages, as AD continues in his prime, we'll see maybe LeBron win a title or two with the Lakers if he stays, but I don't know that he's going to be the MVP in those titles. No, I would agree with that. And that, yeah, six for six for MJ. That's just like I said, it'll never happen again. Um, so le- pivoting to college, uh, I, you know, I was really frustrated in the first quarter of this Notre Dame football game. They ended up pulling away and winning. Mm-hmm. Um, but more importantly, apparently Florida got upset, which was awesome because Notre Dame moves into the four spot. Uh, it seems like the path is definitely there for, as we talked about, Notre Dame and Clemson to get in if they find a way to split a season series with Clemson. And I, there's a monster matchup looming with North Carolina as well. Um, of those two, who would you rather lose to in a one-loss season? <laughs> well, who are we playing in the championship game? I feel like you're playing Clemson in the championship game, no matter who you pick. Even if you pick uh, okay. OEB Clemson, you're still <laughs> going to play them again in the championship game, you know? We yeah. Clemson, we lose North Carolina, you're still going to have to play Clemson twice, so... Ooh, yeah. In, in that scenario, I'd honestly probably rather lose to lose to Clemson because I, I don't know that we could beat him twice. You know, so maybe you, you lose to Clemson, beat North Carolina, and then, and then beat Clemson in the re- redemption game. That would be best case scenario there. But yeah, no, it was a it was a fun weekend in college football though. Florida AM was a shootout. AM pulled that out by three points. Alabama Ole Miss, over a hundred points scored in that game. Lane Kiffin looking dangerous, tearing apart that Bama defense that is usually stout. Georgia pulled away from Tennessee. Clemson pounded Miami. There was a lot of ranked matchups, a lot of high-profile games, and a majority of them turned out to be pretty close. But I'm um, just kind of speeding through those. But Notre Dame, yeah, they – you know what? Florida State's still top 15 team in terms of talent. Uh, Jordan Travis looked good. He was the first full game he's played as a quarterback, and he looked good with his legs, threw a good deep ball. Tamari and Terry, that guy's a beast out at receiver. He had over almost 150 yards receiving. You know, he's just like six four guy. He could go up for those jump balls. I'd take him on our team in a heartbeat. So there's still talent there, but I never really felt like Notre Dame was in danger of losing that game. So I'm glad we can get to that point in 2020 where I feel like we're going to win nine, 10 games every year. We're going to win our clunkers. Even if we, we look bad for a half, I, I never feel like we're losing to these unranked teams. And that's a that's a good place to be under Brian Kelly. Yeah, that's exactly where you want to be. I agree. Um, one more note you had. Uh, how bad is LSU? That's a good question. I mean, a program that <laughs> clearly wasn't ready for the mass exodus that happened after winning a national championship. Not that anybody is, I don't think, unless you're named Alabama or Clemson, apparently. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's rough. It's rough down to Baton Rouge. Right yeah, now. it it almost reminds me a little bit of, uh, you know, when Auburn won with uh, Cam Newton. I think it yeah. was uh, Gus Malzahn. He just, yeah, he's just never the same after you lose kind of a generational quarterback like that. I mean, he covers up a lot of different flaws for them. 
But I think another problem is, you know who their defensive coordinator is? Yeah, it's uh, is it Elko? Or no, 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 that's A&M. Uh, who is it? I, it's I, it's like, Bo Pelini, that bozo. Yeah. Remember that guy? Uh, he was Nebraska's coach. I think he went to Arkansas. He just... Now, I know they had Arandis, who's very highly regarded. Now he's a head coach. Um, and so going from that to Bo Pelini, who just seems like a complete bozo and... You know, he's trying to run these man offenses against or man defenses against these spread schemes. He made KJ oh. Costello look like a Heisman candidate. And then two weeks later, Mississippi State scores two points. Yeah. But basically zero points on offense when they scored almost 50 against LSU. So clearly the defense is not working out for them. And having Joe Burrow, it turns out, uh, is a really good thing for a team. Yeah. No, he does a lot of things. I mean, you can even see with the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, I'm. I'm a little worried. I was I was thinking of uh, picking the Colts, honestly, just straight up win and throwing them in a teaser with the Ravens. And then mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't know. What if Burrow just – this is one of those stupid rookie games where you're like, oh, crap, this guy's going to be in the league like 10 years and be really good, you know? Right. So, His Peyton um, Manning, Andrew Luck moment. Yeah, yeah. God forbid. Uh, I, 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 it, that hurts thinking about Andrew Luck sometimes. I think – I think the Colts could be really good if they had a quarterback. <laughs> don't don't jump to NFL on me yet. Hey, what, what what are you excited about in this this week seven of college football? Is there any games that get your eye? Obviously, Georgia Bama is the mm. big one. You know, and the fact that Saban has COVID. You you can we hear your conspiracy theory? Because you immediately <laughs> and I love conspiracy theories. You know, I'm conspiracy theory Nate. So yeah, what, what what did you lay on me that I loved? Oh no, so so I mean, look look at last week. Alabama gives up almost 50 points to Ole Miss, a team that was terrible last year. Georgia shuts out Tennessee in the half to win by over 20 points. You know, Georgia's looking like a a powerhouse, a beast. So what does Saban do? Maybe he needs a week to prepare. Maybe he needs a little bit more time. So he he gets the COVID. He wants to delay the game. Um, He's never lost to a former assistant before. So Kirby Smart would be definitely a candidate there. So maybe he just doesn't coach the game. They lose the game. It doesn't even count against him, right? It's a total Coach K move from Duke where he, he feigns an illness and, and just ducks out for a game or two. I could see Saban doing it. All the greats do at one time or another. Um, so I'm a little skeptical of what's going on in Tuscaloosa, but it sounds like the game's going to go off with or without Saban. And either way, I kind of like Alabama just getting under touchdown there. Not not only is it going to go off with or without saving, it's going to go off, and I believe it's going to go off without him because unless he can pull off three <laughs> negative tests over this last 24 hours, essentially, because I think kickoff's at 840. So he had to get two negatives in a 24-hour period and have three total, um, yeah. which they were saying he was going to try to do because he feels good, or they were – that was like the thing that Alabama was now saying. So I, I almost – it almost made me think maybe – Maybe he's like, oh, crap, it didn't work. I thought they would cancel the game because I wasn't going to be able to play, and they didn't, and now I'm going to – I got to go coach, you know? I don't know. I, right. I, I, I love the conspiracy theory, though, Joe. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I agree with it 100%, but I just wow. I love the idea that he would he would do that because I totally think asshole coaches like him would do that. The Coach K comparison is awesome, too, because I love, I, love, I love digging on Coach K as well, obviously. Um, oh, no doubt, no doubt, I, and – you know what they for drug tests for years they've had fake urine that you could put in. Maybe there's some sort of fake nasal swab you could put in. Maybe some sort of you know plastic thing you put up your nose that has someone else's saliva in it. Maybe Saban's doing that with the nasal swabs. You never know what's going to go on to get these three negative tests and maybe get him on the sidelines there in Tuscaloosa. He'd do anything. We've seen it before. 
Uh, and I really hope he's there, honestly. Maybe there's a, a plastic bubble around him. They do so anything. He, here's the thing. He can't he can't not he can't be in the stadium because <laughs> if he has COVID, because obviously they aren't gonna allow him on a like government owned facility while he has COVID without arresting him. And number two, per NCAA rules, which I'm pretty sure you can't just in the last twelve hours like turn this around, he can't even be on a Zoom call or anything like that. He can have no contact wow. with anybody inside of that football stadium while this is going on. Is is COVID they, COVID spread over Zoom now? Now they they have this rule because in every other situation where this happens, Joe, for the most part, it seems like these these coaches are suspended. So they don't want you to be suspended or whatever, and you're just you're just from your on your phone just telling them the place to run and stuff, basically. Okay. But it's it is really weird that yeah, in twenty twenty everything that we have that he wouldn't just, they wouldn't just have a little, a little, a Saban bot and it would have his face <laughs> and he would just like, it would just, whatever he's thinking, it would just re, it would just type it out and everybody could see it. It'd be great. That's, that's, that's kind of what I want from this, but um, yeah. So mm. I, I don't know if I almost, I, I don't know uh, that I just heard that today, which kind of blew my mind because I just assumed, I guess that there would be a zoom call or something like that. And he would, not be there, but still be heavily involved in the game plan. And I don't even think they can call him at halftime. So um, <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to be involved no. in this game in any way, shape, or form. Basically. He, they're, they're, he's going to find a way. He is He is the Belichick. He is the Coach K. He is the evil empire. He's the Darth Vader. He will find a way to influence this game, and they will beat Georgia because he does not want to lose to an assistant coach ever. No, he doesn't. He loves that. He probably loves that more than his national titles, honestly. What is he, like 19-0 against former assistant coaches? It's ridiculous. Um, crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. So, well, that was fun. I love that. Um, mm-hmm. You want to segue to uh, NFL Week 4? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was a good week. It got the people around the office a little bit humble, a little bit of humble pie there with the Chiefs losing definitively. Mahomes' first loss by more than seven points. Honestly, they, they should have lost by two touchdowns. They had a late backdoor, not cover, but backdoor save face to only lose by eight to the Raiders. Did the Patriots kind of expose a little bit of a blueprint there? The Chiefs, I mean, they're we've always kind of known that they're mortal on on defense. You can get them with some of the big plays, but honestly, on offense, they it does seem like Mahomes can be a little bit confused. They they don't have the the marquee receivers, Hilaire's coming back to earth a little bit. So, um, yeah, I, the Chiefs will be fine. I, I still think they're probably the best team in the NFL, but, you know, they're not going to go undefeated. That's what I'm telling everyone here, and it turned out to be the case. No, yeah, I don't think anybody will go undefeated this year. I just think the parody in the NFL is too real yeah. right now. Maybe, you know, maybe I'll be wrong, and the Seahawks or the Packers will or something crazy like that. Or the Titans. But, um, <laughs> The Titans, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> the Titans. I really doubt that. that I forgot be- they were undefeated. They got covered for like two weeks, and then they came back. It's like, oh, yeah, they, they're still undefeated, and they beat the Bills. Well, yeah, 4-0, 4-0 now. Good good for them, too. I'm not even mad at them. I'm a little mad at them. I was hoping the Colts were going to be a game back, but whatever. You know, um, we don't. they don't deserve it. The Colts don't deserve it. Philip Rivers is fucking awful, and I hate it. And I knew it would turn into this, and I'm already bitter. And then I don't know. You obviously didn't. You don't care about the Colts, obviously. So you didn't. You're not on their like homepage and just researching this stuff. Wow! Don't tell me I don't care about the Colts. They're just 
they're they're my third favorite team for sure. Right. That's, that's fair. That's about where the Bears are for me too. So, um, hmm. they asked right point blank like they just come out and they bab crap it's for the what i actually like for the indie star just fires on him he's like what's up with phil he looks awful this team could compete like potentially for a championship if you had like a real starting quarterback oh no have you considered changing quarterback and ranks just writes just like no he's our quarterback like we haven't even thought about that you know we're not doing it's phil's his boy man they're like best buds and i'm just like oh hey you know what you know what the problem is it's it's Frank Reich's third year, so basically it's the third Reich. With ah. that evil empire going, they have no hope of winning this year. They're going to be defeated by America's team, the Cowboys, in the Super Bowl. Oh Cowboys over the third Reich. Book it now. Peter, can I get an amen? America's team? <laughs> America beating Reich in his third year, Dallas the third Reich. Dallas not America's team. Everyone hates Dallas. Dallas sucks. Ezekiel Elliott, oh my God. No, they love they love Dallas. Dak Prescott, no. a heart wrenching injury. Everyone's going to rally behind Andrew Dalton, Dallas's own son from TCU. It's Fort Worth. Fort Worth. I don't care. Fort Worth, Dallas, the same city. He's going to rally the troops there. Zeke's going to go strong. They're going to feed him the rock. He's going to win me the fantasy league. They're going to win the Super Bowl over the Third Reich Colts. Wow, dude! If this happens, I, I, if this I happens, hate to Joe, say it. Hold on, I hate to say it, but if you're putting all your faith in the Red Rocket, dude, you deserve to like the Cowboys. It's the Red Rifle. But... It's the Red Rocket. <laughs> it's okay. Right. Red Rocket. <sighs> well, I'm glad you're still awake there. It's, it's, it's nice to hear from you. <laughs> um, yeah, but there, there was if there was happens, some other fun games. You're Nostradamus, man, for real. If the Cowboys <laughs> beat the Colts in the Super Bowl, I'm I don't know like what I have to do. That's, that's no, I, I just I've always appreciated Frank Reich having that last name, and no one ever wants to make a joke about it. But it is his third year, <laughs> so it felt appropriate, appropriately inappropriate to make that joke. Um, I guess other other takeaways from Week Five, uh, it kind of went according. To plan other than the Dolphins being the 49ers, they just smoked them. 10 point underdogs winning by over 30 points. Garoppolo, maybe not all the way back. The Super Bowl hangover is real. Peter, is there anything you want to say about the 49ers? I would just, I don't know. I don't know that much about football, but if I guess I had a question for you guys that do is how many injuries do the 49ers have on well, offense and defense combined? Their 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 defensive line was so ravaged. It was insane to me that they were still looking competent against teams and it turns out the teams they were looking competent against are just awful like the giants and the jets right i think they played both those teams and those were their two wins i could be wrong about that i'm probably wrong about that um i don't know pete they garoppolo was hurt that was the thing i I did watch i watched the tape i hate people that say that you watch the all 22 name aerial view I, yeah, I know. I, I I watched a couple of replays, and clearly when Garoppolo was trying to plant on his injured ankle and and get that like just torque, he was ginger with it. Like he was yeah. he would like step back and go to plant, and then he was like ow, and he would kind of lift up, and it would pull his throw, and he would sail the football. Which is I think Schefter was saying that too in something I saw. But hmm. anyway, I think Garoppolo will be fine. I don't know if the 49ers are going to be able to overcome these injuries because the whole recipe for them was play defense, run the football, win the game. And if they can't play defense, then they're going to be from behind playing from behind and they're going to have to throw the football. Therefore you're not running the football. So 
I would be worried about the 49ers. And again, as you said, it's, I don't, you, you, it's, is it a Super Bowl hangover? Yeah, of course it is. But <laughs> they, I mean, they're, they're missing two, two of the best defensive linemen in football too. So that, yeah, no, it, that's a great point by Peter injuries is a definite concern for them. They also have the toughest division in football with the Seahawks undefeated, the Rams very good, the Cardinals getting better. Um, I guess looking ahead to week six, I think there's some really good matchups on the on the table here. Browns, Steelers, Browns, surprisingly good. Steelers, also very good. The kind of one-loss teams duking it out there. Actually, are the Steelers still undefeated? No, they're four. Uh, they're four and one. Okay, they're both four and one teams. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. And By then... The way, just- I, I think the Steelers are going to win by like 14 points. I could be wrong about that. I just think if there's still, it's still the Browns. They're still the little brother. <laughs> I think I heard this stat. Baker Mayfield's like 0-7 against Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. He's like 0-4 against guys that have gone to the pro, like go, go to the, gone to the Pro Bowl like this season or in the past. Like, Hey, he just, be, he just beat these- Phil Rivers. He just beat Phil oh, Rivers. God. Who is a better quarterback than Eli Manning? Philip Hall of Fame Philip Rivers that game to the Browns on a silver platter <laughs> with nine free points. Here's a pick six and one of the worst safeties that nobody wants to talk about because it's Phil Rivers and we're wow. sure he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. You know, we're so sure of it that we can't talk about the most fucking incompetent throw I saw this season. <laughs> How do you do that? You're a high school quarterback. What does your coach tell you on the play? Hey, dude, whatever you do. Don't let them throw a flag for, for intentional grounding because that's a safety and we have to punt the ball and we lose. They, they score two points. It's the worst thing that could possibly fucking happen. They, hmm. uh, that was infuriating. I, there's no, I watched that play like 10 different times and I was just like, no, dude. That was just him panicking and being a statue in the pocket and real and just, just not even having the wherewithal to throw it into the knees or the feet of a receiver. Just he does not deserve that, Nate. He Philip Rivers is a good Catholic man with six kids. Oh. He's trying his best. He's forty years old. He's not a quitter like Andrew Luck. He's not half the player Andrew Luck is, but still, he he's going out there. He's putting on the jersey. That's all I can ask of him. Dude, I'm ready to see Eason. I'm like, fuck it. I, I'm already there. I'm like, let's, let's throw the rookie out there. Let's see what he has. Let's see what he. Uh, he's got a cannon. Like you know, I'm reading stuff. I'm reading third string practice reports about Eason completing pack, practice squad passes, and I'm like, maybe that's the answer. Like maybe we should just throw Jacob Eason in there and see what happens. I don't know. Oh, uh, so, there's there's guess, other we're games. Never, we're never gonna recover from Andrew Luck retiring. Okay. Okay. It's just, yeah. It's not your fault. It's not I your know. fault. I know. Um, but there's some other good games on the slate. There's the Packers, Buccaneers. I think you feel really good about the Packers beating Tampa Bay. Um, I, I just think it is a little bit of a mismatch there. The Buccaneers have, have won some close game. The Packers haven't even been close in most of their games. They're blowing people out. And they're, I think, the only four point favorites there. We have Chiefs, Bills. Bills coming off a tough loss. Chiefs coming off a tough loss. I think the Bills will have fans. They'll have somewhat of a home field advantage. Rams, 49ers, both decent teams. Cardinals, Cowboys, see how the, the Cowboys respond post-injuries. Anything you want to highlight there, Nate? I, I'm just I'm getting excited. I think the NFL is really heating up. It's been a good Great, season. Man. I really hope COVID doesn't shut it down. It yeah. feels like every day there's more and more. The Colts actually just had four guys test positive and then test negative <laughs> because the te- I I really that really scares me. I'm like, what, do you test? what yeah. tests? What tests? Like just 
they're like, oh, there was four false, four false uh, positives. <laughs> and then we retest them and they all came back negative. So now we're good. Let's open up. Yeah. Back again. Just, I'm like, what are we doing? Just I keep testing till you get a negative. Just keep <laughs> testing. <laughs> oh, God. But no, I do love that Packers. That, that Okay. So first off, the pack, it's Packers minus one, which is ridiculous because I think the Packers are going to win by like it should be Packers minus three and a half at least. I, I know think it's it, I think it opened at what? Where is all this Bucks money coming from? I don't know. People love Tom Brady still, and they just yeah. we're just going to pretend like he didn't just go and lose to a Chicago team that, I mean, do you think the Bears are like a top five, top ten? But do you think do you think they're a top five team in the NFC? Like, I think they may finish as the fifth best team in the NFC, but they're not a top five team in the NFC. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, they're, they're probably like the seventh or eighth best team in the in the NFC. You know, and in, in more yeah. in that range in my, in my mind. You know, I would give. Would you say that? Would you agree with that though? Like, but that's they, fine. They, they hey, well that, that's fine. The two or three seed, like you know, they are one of the outside the quarterback position. They're one of the four best teams in the NFC. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I'll give you that. I'll give you that, Joe. Yeah, that's fair. But you you understand what I'm saying? Just, I do. Yeah, I, don't, I, do. I don't get it. I don't get why they're acting like that. That game didn't happen. Brady didn't just have a play where I. He, he forgot what down it was. He forgot it was fourth down. He did. He forgot what down it was. I don't care what anybody says. I'm like, I've watched a lot of football, and I've seen that when the quarterback doesn't know what down it is probably like 50 times, and I'm like, whoa, the greatest quarterback of all time forgot it was fourth down somehow. So, he's not, Nate, he's not the greatest. He's Bill Belichick's greatest quarterback of all time. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, well, that's a fun take. I can appreciate Thank you, Joe. I needed that, actually. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh. Uh, yeah, I I just think, I, and I think the money line's like minus one seventy or something like that too. So you just want them to win. No, just, Nate, if you're getting like a point or two, just take the points or I like lay the points. I always lay the points. points. Yeah, I always I always give them points. I like points. Um, <laughs> yeah. So oh, Russell Russell Wilson looks awesome. Uh, I think he was definitely my passing yards leader, and I think my MVP pick too. So I yeah. got to for that. You know, well, everyone's but, coming out with the hindsight twenty twenty, like, oh, the Vikings, they should have kicked the field goal to go up by eight. It's like oh they were fourth and one. They could. The Seahawks defense is not good. They have, you know, Dalvin Cook was hurt, but they had Madison, who looks awesome. I mean, getting one yard versus giving Russell the bat, ball back down by eight points with you know, a minute and a half left. I feel like they did the right thing and people are just kind of judging after the fact, but I love when people are aggressive and go for the win versus saying, okay, let's go up by eight. Russell Wilson will never lead a comeback drive and get a two point conversion. like, yes, he will. And then you'll lose in overtime and people will criticize you that way too. So I think they did the right thing. People are just always want to complain that that's, that's my soapbox for now. No, that's, that's a good take. I didn't realize people were, were chopping him for that because that's crazy that they were. I agree. I don't – and, I mean, like, Zimmer's been in the league a while. He's never really struck me as the most conservative coach. Like, I feel like he goes for it on fourth and one sometimes. Maybe I'm wrong about that. That's just my – Yeah, you know, I, th- I think he's kind of middle of the road. He, he's – yeah, he's – he'll go for it sometimes. He's no Gru- Gruden. Like, Gruden's going to, like, punt and kick a field goal every time. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, he's not – yeah, he's not there. So, I – and I agree with that. Just go for the win, man. You have them by the throat. Just finish it. Yeah. And if if, if the the craziest thing happens and they end up, you know, you know, uh, just essentially flipping the script on you completely, then that sucks. But I I think you go for it too, Joe. Right. And this 100%. they had two fourth downs. They had to convert. I mean, it was yeah. 
the Vikings are a very scary one and four team, and I think most people would think they're probably better than the four and one Bears, and I'd have to probably agree with that. Yeah, I don't know. Kirk Cousins is kind of a joke this year. Um, oh, okay. I, yeah, I, I, I don't. I, don't I, I take him on the Bears. I, I take Kirk Cousins right now. <laughs> yeah, I, that's fair. That's a fair point. Um, yeah, I, we weren't gonna do guess the lines this week because, like I said, I'm I'm sorry I screwed up. I need to write them down and just send them mad at the beginning of the week. That's I, fine. I, I, like, I opened up a website and like all of them were there. My neighbor actually gets like it's like Goldberg or Goldstein's uh, like picks, and I think his friend pays like a couple hundred bucks for a con- subscription every year. Okay. So long story short, we start talking. He's like, oh, "I'll just send them to you." Wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I did okay with them last week. I think I, I won like two out of three that I, I took off of that. So, um, but yeah, no, so that's fun. Um, do you want to do the social media story of the week then, Matt? Matt, are you still eating? Matt might still be eating. It's okay. <laughs> did we lose Matt? He he burns a lot of calories. He works out a lot. He's probably at three thousand calories a day. He's he's a machine. <laughs> he, he could bench 250 20 times i think probably easily how how fast do you think you could drink a bottle of maple syrup are you there joe i would sorry i was letting that silence stretch out because i didn't think that was a very good comment now peter <laughs> I, I love you i love you i love you and as the experts in all things canadian um i think oh matt could God. do it in in 20 seconds <laughs> Um, I think we did lose Matt though. So, um, yeah. should we, oh, do we have messages? I could be there. Oh, no, we, I don't have any messages from him. So yeah, well, social media story? I was, I was, I thought this was the one he was going to go with. It was on, uh, I think Delta airlines where a, uh, a pastor, this woman woke up and the pastor was urinating on her. And actually I think it was Southwest, which is just terrible story. I don't know a lot of the details. Uh, Matt did drop, um, yeah, he he apologizes. Um, hopefully, okay. yeah, hopefully we can uh, still get all this audio. Uh, I know. Maybe we should drop it and come back on. I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna screw him up. Um, uh, it's working. He says it's working. <laughs> it's like Anakin in the pods. It's working. It's, it's working. working. Matt, are you there? I don't think he's here. <laughs> I think he's just saying the pod is working. Okay. Sorry, technical difficulties, sports please. Yeah. Um, yeah. Continue the story, though, Joe. If it's working, we're good. <laughs> oh, it's um, yeah, it's just a horrible story, right? I mean, I don't know that it matters who's urinating on you, but if you <laughs> if you come to find out later that it it's a pastor, that's just that's not a good look. Um, it's worse. I think it's worse to find out that pastor's urinating <laughs> on you somehow than just a random drunk dude was urinating on me. I would, you know. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's and the, there. I think some people are kind of hypothesizing that maybe it was kind of an ambient thing where he was sleepwalking, and um, you know, I, I've heard certain people maybe urinating in strange ways when they're uh, under the influence of things. So that that I guess that makes sense to me personally, but uh, it's not a good look. And this is a, apparently was kind of a famous pastor from North Carolina, so. Um, <laughs> Just you know, keep your meds under control. You know, keep your urine under control, especially on a plane. Keep your mask on. You know, save lives. And uh, yeah, there, there's plenty of bathrooms you know to have after the flight's over. Nice. 
Very nice. That was a good uh, good recovery. Oh, Matt Matt sent me his social media story. <laughs> what was it? You want me to you want me to do it? It's uh, in a year defined by a pandemic, no accessory has been more essential or controversial than the face mask. But as this accessory becomes more of a mainstay, one brand has found a sizzling way to make safety a bit more appetizing. Those needing incentive <laughs> to keep their mask affixed to their face will now have the added benefit of a mask smelling like bacon. Hormel has released black label breathable bacon face mask. No. <laughs> the latest in pork scented technology with two ply multi-fiber cloth to keep the delicious smell of bacon always wrapped around your nose. God bless America. That's all I have to say. <laughs> did you did you see what he posted after that though? Nick Saban has has his first negative COVID nineteen test. Oh my god! Of course he can. I'm gonna lose my mind if he gets to go to this game. Question on the face masks. SCC. Oh, go ahead. Government Canadian bacon versions. Does Canadian bacon have a scent? I think it smells like betrayal. Okay. <laughs> um, with that, is it time, Joe? No, that, I thought that was Peter's best comment of the night. Let's let's applaud him for that. I thought that was good. <laughs> um, Matt said something uncharitable in the chat, but um, no, I liked it, Peter. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bets of the week, bets especially without the NFL guest lines. I feel like bets of the week still has its luster. I went strong with college here. Maybe uh, start off with a little bit of an emotional hedge here. Louisville, plus 17 over our fighting Irish. I feel like, you know, before this season, this was probably like a 10-point line. Louisville is 1-3, but they've lost some tough games. They have a really good offense. They're honestly like kind of a better version of Florida State, maybe. I mean, they have a better offense. Maybe their defense isn't quite as good. They're still uh, suffering the effects of Brian Van Gorder. You know, they had him as their D coordinator two years ago. People people try to forget that, but they can't. Um, so, yeah, and I think ND's still kind of getting over the coronavirus. They may still have another week of sloppiness as they get their guys back. You know, they're Kevin Austin's back. Um, so I, I could see Louisville losing this game by a couple touchdowns and, and covering that 17-point spread. That – I was looking at betting on Notre Dame for that, and now that you told me all that, I'm completely. I've just got me sideways. Maybe. Yeah, just just stay away. Just stay away. Yeah, I'm staying away. I'm staying away at best, and at worst, now I'm I'm just going to take Louisville plus seventeen. Um, well, you know, I I think Florida State plus or Notre Dame minus twenty and a half last week was the right call. It was just fluky. We lost the turnover battle. We didn't get that late touchdown to cover, and so maybe last week has me scarred, but. I think Louisville is probably at least a touchdown better than Florida State, and this spread's only three points different. So, not 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 a solid solid lock, but I do think maybe just scarred from last week. I think Louisville can cover that number. Yeah, no, I can see that, and you're you're probably right. Seventeen points is a lot, um, and Louisville is definitely better than Florida State. So, um, yeah. I like that. Definitely, definitely. All right, I'm, I'm glad. See, this is why I this is why I do the pod for this this sort of thing. Yeah. Don't bet on Notre Dame, basically. <laughs> I, I think I think that's the right call. Either way, you lose. Yeah. Um, I think I'm like over my last four times betting on Notre Dame points spreads. It's disgusting. Yeah. Um, Bama, Georgia. I saw Bama only a four and a half point favorite. Now Saban's back on the side. Maybe that's going to skyrocket back up to six. Um, I think it's a bit of an overreaction, right? Bama looked human against Ole Miss. Georgia looked really good in the second half against Tennessee, but 
I just think Bama's offense is unstoppable. Georgia, you know, they don't have Jake Fromm anymore. They look they look really good on defense, but that Bama offense, I think, can score on anybody. And I think Bama's going to get some stops against Georgia. I see this being probably like a 10, 10 to 13-point game, and Bama comes out on top uh, on Tuscaloosa. I think that line's shrinking, too, a little bit. So I what? really like that, actually. I think I saw it was like, maybe I'm crazy. It could have been three when I looked on DraftKings earlier. I think people, which it switches really fast on DraftKings. That could just mean there was a real quick run on <laughs> Georgia, and then it'll adjust back by the end of the night, which happens. It does. It fluctuates, like, by two points. It's crazy. But, uh, no, you're right. And especially now that Saban's had a negative test, um, and they laid it out. That was the, the sketched me out. I think the Alabama laid it out today that, oh, this is what would need to happen for Nick Saban to just be on the sideline like nothing happened. And I was like, what? Why is that? Why do you think that's going to happen? Like, you know, so uh, <laughs> I thought yeah. he had COVID and he was self-isolating. That's what you said yesterday. And he only tested positive on Tuesday, I thought. So what's going on here? Uh, we learn more about the virus every day, apparently. So that's good. Um, no, yeah, Bama minus four and a half. I'll take it, Joe. I was going to bet on yeah, that. Yeah, game, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. All right, last pick. Let's say in the ACC, or go back to the ACC, rather. Uh, Pittsburgh Panthers lost a heartbreaker last week, plus 13 and a half against Miami, who just looked dreadful last week against Clemson, which a lot of teams do, right? But I think Pitt loves to play ugly. 13 and a half points is a whole lot of points with two not great looking offenses, at least lately. So I like the Pitt Panthers there to uh, at least cover that 13 and a half point spread. A bad, bad, good team or a good, bad team. I haven't decided, you know, I kind of depends on, (laughs) you know, I just, I, at at the beginning of the season, I was a little worried. I kind of had them circled as like, Ooh, this could be a potential upset game for Notre Dame. And now it seems like it's just going to be Carolina and Clemson. Boston College, the fighting, uh, the fighting Phil Joes, though. Look out! Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and another thing, I mean, Pitts Pitts lost their two games by a total of two points. Yeah. So, like, they could very if they that swings one way, they could be like a top ten team, honestly, in this crazy environment. Yeah, um, it's a great point. So, and they would be too, even if it was like, yeah, it would be two ugly wins because like, they do play ugly football. Plus, you want to guess what the score of the Miami Pittsburgh game was last year? No, I have no idea what it was. I could not. It was it was twelve to sixteen. So, um, you know, the thirteen and a half points seems like a lot when he was twelve to sixteen the previous year. So, I, I feel decent about that pick. Yeah, good, good stuff, Joe. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything to add. Really, I think. I think we pretty much hammered through it. So um, we don't have Matt to do our wrap-up. Do you want to do our wrap-up today? I can do it unless... Peter, do you have anything else to add? He's shaking his head and yawning. So uh, I feel the same way. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up for episode 21 of Sports Plebs. That's right. If we were a year for each episode, we could drink at this point, And we certainly are. Please tune in next week as we discuss the aftermath of week five NFL, week seven college football. Until then, stay sportsy.